Oh, my tea tastes different. Funny that. Funny that, considering it different milk. Different milk. You know, we're not wimps when it comes to our tea. Well, uh, okay, over here. <laughs> I don't really like tea. Okay, a one, a two, a one, two, three. Sketchpad Pod Season 2 Episode 4 Whoa Whoa Thanks for sticking with us Yeah Okay So this is a very exciting episode Because later on We're talking about Is art worth the price? Yes But first We have What is called a scroll box I know um, And shout out to my lovely friend Imogen Who is also a listener Of this podcast oh. um, So Basically, she gave me this as my birthday present. It is a mystery box of art supplies. It's a subscription, so we've got one month, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. And so, um, basically, I haven't opened it. Anna hasn't opened it. So we have no idea what's in here. No. But we're going to open it live on camera. Ooh! Ooh, and we're going to see what's in here. We don't know if it's going to be, like... Um, papers or, like, pens, mediums. We've literally got no idea. No clue. And then we're going to use... All or some, some of it to do the art for yeah, today. Yeah, we're going to share. So I don't know what art we're doing today. Yeah, I have Absolutely no idea. No idea. Um, but hopefully it will go well. We've so, got some extra like paper in case yeah. we need it. For watchers, you'll see this. For listeners, we'll do our best to explain do, it. To describe But I'll do a little compilation and put it on the Instagram page. So if you're listening, just head over, check it out, and then you'll know what we're talking about. Yes. Um, okay, shall I do the honours? Oh, oh honours. No the pun pun. intended. No pun Shall I do intended. audio? Leisha opens the box. Oh. Oh, honours didn't sellotape. Un undo the sellotape on the sides of the box. <sighs> I failed. She failed. Honour cuts the sellotape <laughs> on the sides of the box. I'm very excited. Also, obviously this is Leisha's because it was her present. <laughs> Ooh, so we've got some art supplies wrapped in tissue oh, paper. Oh, I see paint. Whoa, I, I was not expecting paint. Oh, it's, yeah, nice tissue paper, little little sticker. Sticker, very nice. Open it up. Wow. Ooh, okay. So we've got a lolly. Who doesn't like a lolly? A sticker. I love stickers. Oh. The sticker is like um, a scribble of pen or paint. Okay, what is this? Water mixable oil colour. Honour. This could be your first opportunity at using oil colours. So we got white, perfect. We've uh, got red, red or slash pink. magenta. And we got blue. Blue. Ooh. Cool. And there's a little um, information box, uh, flyer that tells us all that we've got. It's called Abstract Floral. Yeah, nice. Red. And we've got a mini square canvas, which I you I could use that. Use. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, we've got oh, a we've paint got pencil and a pencil. To the pencil, paintbrushes, and and a little scroll box um, card. card. What's that? It says it's a palette knife card. Oh, so you can cut it. Oh, so it it's ba it looks like a credit card. It's the same material, and it's got like scissor marks across, like like cut here type mask marks. I'll show it up to the camera, so you can have a different type of palette scraper. That's cool. And then what's this under here? Ah. We have, well, I don't know if this is meant to be used, but it's some nice, <laughs> a nice little letter at the bottom. Um, featured artist Katie Jobling. 
Um, I'm a UK-based artist who focuses on documenting life using paint and paintbrushes. Art can have such tre tremendous effects on our emotional well-being and I'm really passionate about how art can uplift and inspire. I have a YouTube channel and blog where I aim to give an insight to my daily work life. Ooh, um, artist tips with oils always start with darker colours first. It's harder to go ah. to go over white with dark colours, unlike acrylics. Oh, that's interesting. Don't use too much water, just enough to loosen the paint. Remember, drying times are much longer than other paints. Three to five days. Oh, and so maybe this is her like demonstrating using the colours. Do you think? Oh, probably. It's um, it almost looks floral, but. Uh, Oh, an abstract floral one, I'd it's say. Got, it looks like dashes of paint that so look I, almost... I, yeah, I guess floral. perhaps that's what we I could do on the canvas, something similar. Yeah. Um, what do you think you're going to do? You can use the paintbrushes. I have extra paint with me. Uh, or you can try out the oil colours. Um, I'll probably... Uh, I feel like I need to use the oil colours. Yeah. Um, I think I might just try and use these three colours, do like a limited palette type ting. Well, shall we um, take a short break and think of some ideas? We'll prep our station and then we'll be right back. Goodly. Bye. And we're back. We're back and we're so, better than ever. Yes. So you can see our setup it's changed a little bit because we had to adapt to what we had in our box. So I'm going to uh, use Leisha's um, sketchbook. Paper, yeah. And I'm going to use this little um, square canvas that came in the box and we're both going to use the um, oil, mixable oil colours. Um, uh, so we've got white magenta and ultramarine and I think I'm going to try and base mine off the inspiration that the artist sent because it's a square, mine's a square, it might be nice to do a little um, artist study. Yeah, I'm thinking of doing a vase of flowers because I've never used oil before yeah. oil colours. Um, I've used it in a couple of episodes so far. I got some not that long ago and I'm having a lot of fun experimenting with them. So this is nice for me too. So just more experimentation. Lovely, um, lovely. But it's good to know that to try and use the dark ones first. I thought that was really interesting because I, I wouldn't have I actually had forgotten that as well, so I'm just gonna <laughs> You're just gonna dip back into <laughs> those darker colours. Um yes, so this week this we're talking week. about is art worth the price? And Alicia's just gonna get up her notes quickly. Um, but yeah, so I think it, this is based off um, in the first season. We talked a little bit about um, what makes good art and what can we define as art. And obviously it's subjective, as is this question today. So this is just our thoughts on it. We're not necessarily going to come to a final answer. It's just um, kind of delving into... Yeah, because um, I think a lot of people just look at um, the art market and like see those headlines of how much something sells for and they're just like, oh, that's that's crazy. Why, why would it... Why would why, you yeah, why would it sell be that for that much? Um, so we're going to try and explore that a little bit today. Exactly. Um, so I've done a little bit of research on um, the art market, and I know you've done a bit of research I've as well. I've done a bit of... Re I've sort of pulled together my thoughts about what makes art valuable okay. and what could potentially raise the value of a piece of art. Nice. Um, shall I start with 
some of my stats. Yes. That's oh, cool. we love starting with stats. We love starting with stats. So um, the art market, for those of you who are unsure what that means, is um, it's basically the collection of galleries, art fairs and auction houses that sell artist work to buyers for profit. Um, and so the sales in 2018... What so is that individual artists selling their own work or is that... Uh, so that can depend. So basically an artist um, will have... Um, if they're lu- if they're lucky, the the artist, um, an emerging artist, will get a art dealer who wants to sell their work. So what they'll do is they'll then get in contact with galleries and they'll exhibit their work. Um, and then, you know, once some there is a well established artist, um, either if the gallery owns the work, if they bought the work, the gallery is going to sell it. Or the artist might be selling their own work. Mm. Um, or a lot of the time you get it's collectors selling to other collectors. Um, so if a family has owned a piece of work for a really long time, then um, they might be selling it on. Um, and that also, like when the artwork is made, has a big difference on, you know, the value of the artwork and what, how interesting it's going to be to buyers, obviously. Right, I've just changed the angle of the screen slightly because we're both doing things that are quite small. So I've just... Um, we're just zooming you guys zooming in. You in. You might have to shift your art forward leash. Okay, no worries. Beautiful. Beautiful. Just because I'm doing quite a small flower and yours is a smaller canvas. We love so that. So it would, it would make sense to do that. Cool. So yes, the art market. Yes, so... That is a general overview. The art market in 2018 um, made sales of um, $64.7 billion. Wow. Um, and that's up 6% from 2017. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so that is a lot of money. It is. A lot. Um, and um, most of this money, like I said, comes from small groups of wealthy collectors who are only interested in small groups of artists who are represented by a select number of specialist galleries. So it's a very small group that's actually churning out okay. most of this money. Yeah. Um, so when people think, oh, you know, all art, it just gets sold for this ridiculous amount. No, it's only a very select few that actually manage to get to that point where their money, their, their work is being sold yeah. for that So what, what do you think would make someone's art... Um, valuable as in what 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 are um art dealers looking for who would they um work with so um that goes into whether it's somebody who's currently alive or somebody who's um or an artist's work who they've died because um obviously we've got lots of great historical artworks and the reason why they are probably more expensive is because you can't get it you can't (laughs) get more of them so um when there's art itself is seen as um i have a quote here is a market of unique objects so they are individual pieces that won't be most of the time recreated so um by buying that work you're buying something that nobody else can have yeah um and that's especially true when there's the artist isn't alive to make more of them um so that's one reason why dead artists often make the most money. Um, unfortunately for them, uh, they don't get to see any of it. Um, 
that's often the case though yeah but for um, living and working artists um it's it's a weird one so basically um often the they get picked up by a gallery out of um their fine art graduate shows so a lot of art dealers and gallerists will go to uh, art school shows and they will look um look at the people's work there and i guess it's like if it's unique individual if they feel like it's saying something that's not on the market already yeah because that's the whole point it needs to be different from what everyone else is doing um to stand out because then they'll like take you on they'll exhibit you and if you get into bigger exhibitions or if your work does well in a group show because that's normally how artists start they get taken on by an art dealer their work is taken into group shows. If they do well, they then get solo shows. And then if the solo shows get good feedback from like art critics, the public, you know, um, if there's uh, curators are talking about them saying that, you know, they're, they're going to want to do more shows with them. Yeah. Then people are going to be interested in buying their work because then, you know, galleries are going to want to hire the work off them or, you know, they it's going to be worth something for a longer amount of time. So um, it's weird. It's not always about what the artwork is, but it's about who decides how good it is. As an art student, it's a bit of a detour, but as an art student, does that make you feel the need to go down a route of art that you believe could get you um, noticed? (laughs) Yeah, it's um, it's a difficult one because um, you sort of, feel like you have to do something um really crazy and big to get noticed and I think there are certainly people who do decide to do that who are just like oh I'll create a stir or sensationalism and you know um I've never really um been drawn to that I just make art because I really enjoy it and I don't really know what else I'd do with my life <laughs> um but it's I guess you have to either you have the aspiration to make it into the art world you have to be really driven you have to make those contacts those connections you have to show that your work is genuinely interesting worth something or you know a lot of artists will do do a different form of like artwork they'll do commercial artwork that's more for the public or you know they'll go into the arts and crafts sector they'll have a shop blah 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 yeah so um this is really the like the echelons the fine arts market and really um only one percent of fine art graduates make it as a professional artist fair so so it's almost like you're not expecting not expecting it really that's not what you're looking for when you do the art degree at least for you no not for me um but i'm sure i mean obviously it would be really cool to have my work you know in a major gallery this and the other but i don't i don't know for me personally i've never had the goal of the like monetary aspect of it yeah. But I do find it interesting. I'm sure there are people who, you know, they, they want that or they need that. Yeah. Um, and art is very expensive um, sometimes to make or to, <laughs> to live off. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you're using all these resources, you do want your 
work to sell just enough to like yeah. cover it. I so guess. I've yeah, like I said, I've looked at what potentially makes art valuable. So what I've looked at is the artist. Yeah. So if it's a particularly famous artist, um, you, I'd say, obviously disagree with me, but um, mainly that's historical in a way. So the old artists who really already, they're dead, but they now have a name for themselves. Yeah, they're established. If new artwork is found like discovered that is theirs obviously that's really valuable because like you said they're dead they can't do it again and um yes there's no chance of that being even uh, like replicated um so artist quality obviously again subjective but it's the amount the the sort of um the visual look of the art yeah um, whether it's like deemed to be good yeah Um, obviously um, the artist, you know, you expect, or at least at one point you'll have expected them to be trained to a certain, like, yeah. degree. You know, they'll have, they have something, some sort of skill, I guess. The thing is, it gets a little bit more confusing nowadays with modern art because so many things pass as art. Mm. You can look at art other episodes um where we talk about (laughs) stuff like this but i mean if we're talking about historical works obviously you know like the reason caravaggio uh was so sought after was because his paintings were so realistic and dramatic yeah um so all the churches wanted his work for you know their friezes and this that and the other so um and now his work would be worth loads because we know that it was a really sought after skill and he was mm. a really um amazing artist so what's a freeze oh um a freeze is like um it's it's kind of uh a, a specific piece that would be made um painted onto the wall got it yeah like a um, like a fresco a yeah yeah you get fresco um so it's um it's normally like a parable or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So time, obviously you can tell how much time has gone into um, a piece of work. So I said like time and scale. Yeah. Because um, I think this is right, but you know um, Monet's Water Lily yes. paintings? Isn't it massive? It is. It's huge. I've So I, I was just, yeah, double checking. So I've, I've been to see it when I went to Amsterdam um nice in the oh maybe not Amsterdam I don't really know anyway so I've I've been to see it in the museum and it takes up like three walls of a room it's absolutely mahoosive it's oh I don't know what the exact dimensions are but I could I would say maybe like 15 by three or four meters wow well I don't know if that's true yeah no it is I've seen massive a documentary though. on some of his work and they, they can be huge. So I, I could imagine that that's Yeah. Correct. And obviously um, that then resources because um, if the bigger it is, the more like technically it costs to make. Yeah. Yeah, so canvas work normally um, is priced um, higher than, say, paperwork. And print oils. Work. Yeah, very expensive. Yeah, um, but still, there's a certain degree where you're like, yes, okay, you price it higher, but then it's like, when it's priced at $10,000 or $15,000, yeah. you know that it's 
It's not just not covering just the paint. But yes. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I was saying is concept. So I feel like art, um, although... See, I wonder what... It's, say, uh, not art um, museums, but, like, art collectors or rich people who want, like, a piece of art for their house. I personally presume they want something that looks um nice in the traditional sense yeah so if you're like a a a rich collector and you're yeah you're just looking for a piece in your house you're not gonna get the latest most controversial depiction of i don't know like fake news do you know what i mean yeah not yeah i think um you're right that there is definitely a certain like style or brand of art that will always you know that's a little bit more aesthetic you know you can see it in someone's house something Um, like Monet or yeah so those things will have a certain appeal um but also I think there's something about if it's very like very recognizable as a certain artist that's great because you know someone can walk into that house and be like whoa that's a and yeah. then quote the name. Um, also, there are some people that just they end up being really big fans of certain artists, mm. and it, even if they're not necessarily like what you deem as the most commercial, if if you have someone who's a really big fan of your work and they just happen to have a lot of money, then you, you you're going to do well for yourself. Yeah, um, exactly. Also, I know some. Uh, so one of my. Uh, inspirational artists has always been Anthony Gormley and so he does these um, sculptures of himself um, in different like casts and I wouldn't say they're like the thing that you'd want in your house <laughs> but a lot of people a lot of people with money will buy them for like their businesses like their, oh, sure. they'll be like in the courtyard or something they'll just have an Anthony Gormley yeah and like, okay yeah so it's you know, it's that class and status thing yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay, so I think we should look at positives of the price of art or the argument saying it's a fair price and an argument saying it's too expensive. Yeah. Do we want to take a short a quick break. break? And then we will talk about that. Okay, see you in a bit. Bye. Okay, positives and negatives. How have you structured it? I probably should have checked. Um, that's fine. I haven't done anything like that. We've sort of covered most of my stuff about um, the art world. Just mm. oh, um, so what did you say? It was positives and negatives of. So kind of saying it's a fair price. Yeah. And just as a way to structure it, so we've yeah, and then also saying it's too expensive. um yes um mm, 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 mm. i'm just reading back through quickly some of my thoughts okay it won't it'll i'll like throw it in yeah at some point but yes we can well why don't we do that and then i've got a final question so you can always like just slip in whatever else yeah cool okay ready ready go Right, we're back. We're back. Okay, so we're gonna talk about some pros, pros and cons. Pros and cons. So saying art is a fair price. So most of it is one of a kind. Yeah. Unless it's digital artwork 
or uh, like a print or something. Yeah, but then normally for digital artwork, you might buy the rights to it. Oh, um, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and prints tend to not be as expensive. Or you'll have the original print that's like framed, and then you can buy copies. Yeah. That are slightly less. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what other um, sort of things do you have that might suggest that it's a fair price? I guess you'd say again the the medium you know that would like i was saying that will change the the price and the scale of the work yeah usually it physically does cost an artist a lot of money to make a piece i think also if you can tell there's been um a level of research into something oh, sure, yeah so um you know if it's on like a historical topic or a political topic if you can tell that there's clearly a developed like chain of research mm. um uh that can make it more viable i guess you're like you've done your work and i can see that in your final outcome so that would make it i guess more appealing so do we want to talk about what might suggest it's too expensive yeah because some artwork these days it just it reaches astronomical prices and you just wonder and it's really only affordable to the super rich yeah and arguably, I believe that's not really fair. Yeah, they've they've sort of made it that way. It's a way for them. Art is a way for them to trade, car- like money, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's just a way for them to like. It's an investment. They can store a huge sum of money in this painting, and then and you art know, doesn't really get less valuable. No, it only gets more valuable. Yeah, most of the time. Um, I think sometimes you'll get like a few like art market like crashes. Yeah. Uh, Sotheby's or like galleries tend to get hit first rather than collectors. Oh, uh, sure. Because the collectors can just hold on to their work and then hopefully yeah. in a few years' time they'll be all right to sell it again. Um, but yeah, no, it's and it's art is also used um, in a lot of like criminal trades. Yeah. They might. Um, steal a piece of artwork and then use that as part of um, like black market trading um, because of the value of it but the thing is it's kind of a weird one because if you've stolen the artwork then it's not really easy to get it back into the the market per se so it's worth it's a bit questionable but it is used um, a lot and there's um, always someone looking there's always someone that will buy it yeah yeah so um it's um it's a tricky one. It becomes less about the art itself and more about the people that are buying it. Yeah. Um, and that seems unfair on the the general public who might want to, um, you know, step into the the art world and start collecting. Mm. Um, because the prices are so high, um, just, they just can't. <laughs> it's, it's unaffordable. Um, that kind of leads me on to something, which is a question. Do you believe individuals should be allowed to own extremely famous pieces of art? Do you think collectors should be able to buy art for their personal collection? Not mm. to be then put like put in a museum, but just for themselves? Um, I mean, I guess... I, I sort of think you have to allow it in the sense of um, allowing a free market. And, you know, it's, it's difficult, though, because I think... Um, for some works, if they've got cultural heritage or historical heritage, you would think it, it should be 
allowed to be on show to the public like mm. it should be in a gallery or it should be preserved i i know that the government um the governments of many countries they try and um you know invest or collect certain um historical and cultural um artifacts including sure art. yeah um but yeah it's um it's difficult it's also um have you did have you heard of the um the recent Gustav Klimt case no where so there was a film made about it but basically this woman in America um she well she she wasn't originally from America but basically her family owned um this Gustav Klimt painting um and then when um the when World War Two happened, um, the Germans seized all of the her family's like artworks, including right, yeah. this oh, Gustav Klimt um, painting of her aunt. Yes, I think I've seen the trailer for the film. Yes, I've watched the film. Is it good? Yeah, I mean, if if you're um, a bit of an art geek like me, it's not like it's a bit of a slow moving film, fair, but fair. it is it's interesting. Um, and and so then she has to she has to go through like all the way to Supreme Court to try and get it off um, the the government and get it back. The I think it's the Austrian government ended up taking it after the war as like a uh. cultural heritage piece. And she's like, but it's it's my family's piece. So yeah. in that sort of sense, you're like, she has some emotional attachment it's, to it. And it technically was stolen from her. Yeah. So although, yes, it being done by Gustav Klimt makes it a like cultural emblem of Austria, um, at the same time, I wouldn't disagree that it should be in the hands of the original yeah. owner. So, I'd say my thought of that is, um, I understand that individuals, sh- technically, in cases like that, should be allowed to own it. I just do think it's a shame when only individuals have access to such a um, national sort of treasure. Mm. Um, well, the good thing is that a lot of the time um, these artworks are too um, big or too precious to be just stored yeah. by the owner. So a lot of times they um, are actually they are on galleries to galleries, yeah. and they they will um, keep them and show them to the public. Um, so that makes me happy when somebody is like, you know what? No, I'm gonna. Although I own this, I'm gonna, you know, make sure that it's seen by the people because yeah. otherwise. It's. It just seems like Can such I just a think shame. What's the point? What's the point? Yeah, there's, there's thousands and thousands of artworks that will be in storage, either because of, you know, it's a private collector, or even galleries themselves. They accumulate so much art. They can't put it all on. They display. can't put it all up. But they're not going to, you know, give a million dollar work over to a smaller gallery that could house it. <laughs> so they yeah. just keep it in their storage room. Um, so yeah, there there. Are, Pros and, and cons to all of this. Yeah. So um, one did answer. You, did you have a last? Um, one other thing that I thought might be interesting um, to get your viewpoint on is um, that a, a t- 2014 study by the art collective BFAMFAPHD, don't ask me what that stands you for. You actually nailed that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Found that 77.6% of artists who manage to make a living by selling their work are white. And um, 80% of the artists um, were all art school graduates. 
What do we think about that? Well, it's it's a clear sign of privilege to then be able to sell your work because to be able to go to art school, as we've seen earlier, does put you ahead of people. Not only you have access to the skills and the resources and the, the education to really develop your art, but also then you're in uh, the prime view of art dealers. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of just seems like another display of white privilege. And it does. when I say kind of, it just is. So <laughs> it is, it's a real shame. And it's, it's I was like fair. quite surprised. I, I hope that was done in 2014. I hope that we're getting um, a better balance now. But I um, just don't think that much will have changed yeah. in five years. The thing is, um, it's true, like a lot of gallery galleries and art dealers go to graduate shows it's just tradition um and it's easy to see a load of artists in one go but that being said i did see when i was researching that some galleries are trying to look elsewhere to diversify their roster which um, would be obviously but yeah good. obviously we need um more people um of all you know races genders etc um making art and that actually being seen yeah well really we need a a system of education in our country where everyone has equal opportunity yes and we just don't have that um that sort of makes me think of um what do you think about our england keeping pieces of art that we've stolen from other countries um like um yeah things like in the natural history museum or maybe not natural history the National Museum, maybe in London. Yeah. We've just got, like, Africa and, like, South America and just entire rooms... Rooms full of other countries. that we've stolen. Yeah, it's, no. Because those countries, obviously, if they had their own pieces of art, then that would boost the art um, industry in their country. It would. It really... And then it would encourage also, more, like, diverse... You know, it. it's just a point of, like... It's the same thing as, like, like I was talking about that one woman. She's like, they stole my art. They can't keep it. It's the same. whole country is like, you stole um, our piece of our cultural heritage. Exactly. You can't keep it. You can't keep it. And there is a move um, for some more, like, you know, uh, progression and things with that. Yeah. Um, but I think... See if the battery's flashing. It might be time for us to wrap up. Uh, we'll put photos up of our work on Instagram. I hope you've enjoyed this. Pod. I've really enjoyed. I've never used oils before, so I've really enjoyed yes, playing with that. Yes, it's looking great. Thank Loving you. it. Thank you so much for watching or listening, and we hope we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Well, that nice. went really well.